Welcome to Catholic in America. Today we're talking about superhero movies. So we're going to talk about why superhero movies are so popular, why we as a society and the people need a mythology. What are some of the uh, interesting uh, corollaries between the superhero movies, Marvel and DC, and our Catholic faith? And what are some of the dangerous trends that are present in a lot of these movies? So if you want to find out who beats who, Superman or Hulk, stay tuned. All right, so welcome back to Catholic in America. Again, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Uh, thank you for all those who support us on Patreon. And we're talking today about a real serious topic. We've been, talking, serious. We've been hitting too many, too many light topics recently. So yeah. today we're talking about Marvel versus DC. Uh, yeah. Captain America versus Captain Planet. No, yeah. I'm, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But really, and what this, why, why this is so popular? We've seen these past several years, this past decade plus, um, where it seems like every other movie is basically a superhero movie. All the money that that's been generated by these, and obviously, it's it's touched on something. So, why are these movies so popular? Well, I mean, I think for for lots of at least for me, it's what I grew up with. You know, I, I grew up uh, seeing these superhuman people and wishing I had you know superpowers myself. And then you know to see some of that acted out. If you had my a superpower, what would it be? Um, you know, I've, I've been asked that before, and it used to be that I would be a, a shift changer. You know, to change my appearance and all that kind of stuff. And then I got to thinking about the morality of that. <laughs> See, there comes the Catholic, you know, the Catholic part of that. And Catholic so, guilt yeah, weighing definitely in. don't want to yeah. read minds. I really don't know what other people are thinking. <laughs> really don't want to know that. So, um, you know, I don't know. Oh, oh, telekinesis. I'd like to move things. Oh, it's always flight. Yeah, yeah. Fly. yeah. That's, that's not even. But you can fly with telekinesis. I guess that seems like an add-on <laughs> to telekinesis, but Father Tom. Oh, I have to think about that one for a minute. I'll get you back to you later. All right, so, so okay. but, but, okay. but back to the why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have you have these things. It, it's, these in a sense, there's were... something there's something from our childhood that's yeah. really amazing. I think it's kind of unfair that kids growing up nowadays have all these all these awesome superhero movies. We had like. Nothing. Nothing. We had the Batman movie came out when I was a kid. Yeah, that was just kind of like a we're scary. Where Michael Keaton couldn't Mike, couldn't turn his head. That's <laughs> right. But and then there was like the Ninja Turtles, which is kind of a yeah. dark. And then, and then yeah. nothing, everything else was made so, for adults. There was nothing made for kids. Now it seems like every movie's made for kids. So you and guys so, got that. I got the original Batman series with Burt Ward and uh, what Adam was the guy? The Adam West. Yeah, that was the original. And that I mean that was it. I can remember as a four year old going over to the neighbor's house. We had a. Uh, I would say with my grandmother during the day, I'd go over to my neighbor's house, and she had the record for that, and so it would play the record. You guys may not even remember that, but the record, it would play the Batman, you know, theme. Well, you, you remember Batman. Linda Carter as Wonder Woman. I do. I remember Linda Carter as Wonder Woman. I remember the first Spider-Man TV series that was just straight up. Gar no, we're not to that part yet, are we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the why behind it, I, I think there's something about this, this recognition of like yeah. you've got a, you've got your good is fighting evil yep. you know and obviously they always try to nuance that within movies and and as you develop characters and stuff but yeah. there's there's like some sort of there's the good guys and the bad guys there there's mm -hmm. there's something kind of fantastical about that but but in a sense sort of grounded as well and as a kid it was clear you know, I mean, as a kid, when you're looking at these comics, it was clear because, I mean, let's face it, most of us didn't actually, I mean, like when I was seven and eight, nine and 10, I wasn't reading the things. I was looking at the pictures as I was going through it and the colorful things and seeing, you know, Spider-Man or, or Superman or Aquaman or whatever they were doing, just seeing what they were doing at the end, you know, they beat the bad guy or they're in some sort of peril. Uh, but, but there was just clear good and bad when I was younger. So 
what, why, why, why are they so popular? What, what's, what's the trend here? What's, what's, what's the, well, the underlying yeah, reason so, I mean, sto- stories, stories are a way in which we convey meaning and where we convey purpose and ideals. Hmm. And so, especially in the search for meaning and especially direction, because like a, a story, like tell me a story, tell me a story, like stories give us direction, they give us purpose, they give us meaning, they tell us something which is interesting about someone else, and then the more that it's relevant to your own story, the more you can see yourself or read yourself into that particular character or story, the more that it's relatable. So I think that especially like within this modern superhero trend is this element of where in the ancient world this would have been equivocal to mythology. Yeah. yeah. So like in mythology, but the whole purpose of mythology in the ancient world, most myth- mythological systems, they didn't actually believe these were real um, people or real persons, historical persons, um, especially like when you get into like a lot of the world religions and world mythologies, they didn't actually actually believe that Zeus, the vast majority of people didn't believe that Zeus was an actual historical character um, or that they didn't believe, uh, there were some people who believed that they were, but a lot of people believed that, oh no, these are ways in which we convey meaning, which we convey stories. Values we tell, of the values society. Values of the yeah. society. Yeah. And so like we, even, we convey yeah. our values through these different uh, heroes or anti-heroes overcoming these different situations and therefore we can take meaning out of our own life and we can uh, project ourselves into these various different characters. So I mean mythology, and that's kind of how I look at the, super, the modern superhero trend, which I think from our Catholic perspective we can also look at kind of the, uh, the breakdown of the family, uh, mm-hmm. children looking for meaning, people looking for purpose, looking for direction, looking identity for identity. Identity is a looking big, for is a identity. big aspect yeah, of this. Identity yeah, identity and where do I find my identity from and um, especially for people who don't have um, good fathers or mothers, or even sometimes, I mean, I had uh, good parents, and I, I mean, I loved, uh, but I still, I, I, I was able to find meaning in these stories. And it was, so That was a big thing in, in this last one, Moon Knight, that came out. Um, the, the final, um, one of the final fight scenes was... Um, no was spoilers, a, no spoilers, okay. Okay, well, yeah, well, this won't be. <laughs> so the, the, the um, lady who's the, the uh, other hero in the movie, um, she turns out to be a superhero. And there's a little girl in one of the fight scenes where she says, are you an Egyptian he- superhero? And she says, yes, I am. And so there was a certain identity that, that really, you know, it's being portrayed as this was the first Egyptian superhero in, in kind of the American mythologies you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, the producer of the show was Egyptian and felt that was a very important thing. And now they're about to be releasing another uh, show called Miss Marvel, and she'll be the first Muslim um, superhero. So you're right. The identity, uh, the you know, I want to be able to see myself on the on the screen. I want to be able to see someone who represents me, my point of view, my philosophy of life, my culture on the screen. And, and I think right now DC and Marvel are starting to try and take that seriously. And that's what's kind of driving some of uh, what they're doing, you know, to outreach as well. I mean, you also had what was Shang Chi? I think it was. Um, was Ten Rings. Yeah, the Ten Rings. He, he was a Chinese character as well. Mm-hmm. And so seeing ourselves in those things, I, I think, has is, is always been important. See ourselves, it, and then, but be powerful in overcoming be, obstacles. That's right. And, and, yeah. well, but at one point, it was, it was the virtues that you wanted to see. Um, at, at least from, from my perspective, it was you know, being a kid and seeing good overcome evil. And now it's more so. It's more seeing me be good and overcome evil. And so that's the reason why the identity is starting to come into those, you know, the good versus evil and, and, and it being important to have an Egyptian superhero or a Muslim super, superhero, someone that I can relate to. Yeah, well, I think we'll, we'll get more into that too. But I do think yeah. about like kind of classically that there, a lot of the, the superhero 
the comic books and other things. And our sense are kind of morality plays. Sometimes they're sort of <laughs> allegories for things going on in society. X-Men, you know, right. re- really focus on that a lot as far as, you know, whether it was racial, um, racial, racial protests or, or injustice or, 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 you know, um, that, you know, they, you know, characters that were kind of loosely based on civil rights figures, right. um, or also too, but like how people should respond and when you don't respond the right way, the impacts that it has. So in a sense, it's like yeah. a way of t- a teaching a moral lesson. So that's why I think we'll get yeah. into this later on. It's important what lessons are being taught right. and kind of what's, what, what's, what's the, the direction that's, that's leading this. Um, because it is, if it is shaping our moral imagination, if our mythology um, is shaping our moral imagination, then it's, it's, it's shaping it in, in a certain direction. And if it's a direction, if it's unintentional or is intended in a way that, that's, that's different from, from the values of the direction that, that, that of the gospel, that's, that's where we need to be, maybe be able to, to look at it with a critical eye. Sure. So yeah, so there, there's something, there is something uh, uh, just interesting about this. And I guess, you know, part of it is the fact, you know, we live in, in a, uh, a capitalist country <laughs> and, you know, Hollywood is going to make movies based on what's making money at that that time, um, you know, we might be on to, I don't know, you know, Westerns in, in 10 years or something where like every other movie is a Western movie yeah. um, or, you know, space movies or something. I'm, I'm not really sure, but I'm sure whatever it is, they'll follow that trend. They're not doing this for the art. And, and I think that, <laughs> you know, there are artistic people that <laughs> are involved. There's a lot of artists and, involved, there, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of artistic and talented mm-hmm. people sure. involved there. But, but, you know, the reason these movies are getting made now is because... Mm-hmm. They're 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 popular and it's seizing yeah. on people's imagination and and uh, and there's something I think too you know uh, whenever I I saw, I saw a kid at mass this morning he came out and and uh, and you know he's straight up spite I don't know they're Spider Man pajamas or Spider Man <laughs> kind of outfit sort of thing and and I just go what's up Spider Man you know and it's just yeah. sort of you know he. he, he he, he resounds with that, and he can see himself in that character, and, there, and sure. there, there's something exciting about that, and, and just wanting to be strong and tough and stand up against against uh, even, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there, actually, there's a, a little uh, YouTuber, a little, maybe a TikTok, I can't remember, of... Um, a, You're a, so hip. A child, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of, the, of a child who's dressed as Spider-Man, and I think they're at Hollywood Studios? Is that where it would be in South... I can't remember. Whichever one, uh, they have the Marvel superheroes and there was a Spider-Man that was there, you know, as one of the characters. And so the Spider-Man got down in that stance where he's got his arm up and he's, you know, down kind of almost in a three-point stance. And the little kid does the same thing as well and mimics what Spider-Man's doing. And, and I think this is kind of what happens when you're younger. But I think what we're seeing is is it, it even happens when you're older. And maybe not the wearing the costume, although there are some. No, but, a lot of people like yeah. to wear those costumes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. But, but, but the mimicking of what you see. And, and so, and, and trying to see the good in those things, and, and I think that's the reason why it's so important what the stories are, and we're going to talk about it. But what the stories are, I mean, they really do matter. It's this isn't just entertainment and, and kids stuff, and and you know, for the most part, movies really haven't been. I mean, you did you do have a genre that of movies that was kind of for entertainment, but lots of times, and, and especially, it's starting to become apparent more apparent with DC and Marvel that there's also an agenda that's being pushed as well. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, when we get back, I really want to dive into it's kind of like what is the um, what is the direction that this is taking us as a society? The fact that so many millions of do- billions of dollars, I guess, have been spent on this have been have been um, so many millions of hours have been watched by so many millions of people. Like, what does this mean for us? How is this shaping us as a society? What is the direction? What are some of the good things that we've seen in some of these Marvel and DC movies? And, and what are some of the, maybe some of the more troubling um, aspects of it as well? So we're gonna take a quick break. Um, we'll be right back. 
Hey guys, thanks for checking out Catholic in America. I'm Father Michael Nixon, and I like to party. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Father Tom Dillon, uh, priest here in the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee. I think I have the longest hair in the, probably the state, and uh, I too like to party. I like whiskey and cigars. Father Doug Martin. I'm also a priest here in the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee, and I'm married and roll tide. Oh my goodness. Uh, yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> I was okay with the being married part. <laughs> <laughs> in Catholic in America, we engage the intersection between faith and culture. Tune in every week because no topic is out of bounds. We want to thank you so much for supporting this show by watching it, by liking, sharing, and subscribing. How else can they support the show? You can also become a patron on Patreon and support us financially. So if you support us, there's all kinds of swag. There's t-shirts, there's coffee mugs, or maybe bumper stickers. I don't know, maybe we could come up with a wig from Father Tom. <laughs> Father Tom wig would go, go a long way. So thanks for your support. God bless y'all and check us out next time on Catholic in America. Welcome back to Catholic in America where we are talking about superhero movies. So if you would like, share and subscribe. So watching all these superhero movies, what do you think are some of the trends that you've seen or even moments from the, whether it's 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 uh, Marvel or DC? We have Marvel versus DC here, by the way. You know, yeah. so, so, so yeah, this, is, this, is, this is the, the, the real <laughs> showdown. That you say, okay, yeah. that, that's a great moment that, that can, you know, whether like you might share it in a homily, you might see it kind of corresponds with our faith or just an important value for our society to be, to be lifting up. Yeah, I, um, you know, one that, that really comes to mind to me that's been one that's kind of spread over the, the you know, several decades is, is the idea of with great power comes great responsibility, that theme you see from Spider-Man, that, mm. that when you have great power, that, that you're responsible in how you use that power, not to lord it over people, not to take advantage of people, but to actually serve. And so, so you know, and it's kind of a different turn on it because, I mean, it, you know, I think that there's times that when we get the upper hand or we have the power, whether it's monetarily speaking or we're the boss or, or, or you know, whatever it may be in society in general, that, that when we get that upper hand, it's every, you know, it's, I'm supposed to be served now. I'm, I'm the one who's in charge. I'm the one who's in control. And then also, you know, my actions really don't matter as much because the repercussions are not as high. And so instead, what you see with, with these movies with the with this whole dynamic is is that no you know the the opportunity is to actually serve mm. to actually give you, you know to use your power in a good way not to lord it over people and you see when they don't in the comic books things start going sideways or even in the movies I mean, things start going sideways quick well I think and also you have the um, major theme in almost every comic book series whether it be Marvel or DC um, but you have that theme of confronting evil and confronting evil, confronting it, um, and the different manners in which you confront it. Um, uh, like take Batman, for example, and like all the different Batman movies. I mean, one of the big major criticisms that I've heard of Batman is like, oh, well, Batman's kind of a boring character, Bruce Wayne's boring, but they really, everyone really likes the villains. Well, in the Batman universe, like all the villains are various different, I mean, generally speaking, are various different uh, severe psychological disorders. Mm -hmm. So like every one of them is kind of the, the a various different one. And so it's Batman confronting all these different type of crazies, whether it be the Joker or whether it be Bane or whether it be uh, the Riddler or all these different, Scarecrow, all the, yeah. Yeah, Scarecrow mm -hmm. who uses fear. So it's, it's Batman confronting all of these different ways in which evil or disorder 
um, can, is president of the world, and so he has to overcome them. And that's why it's not just like a, it's not a one-dimensional fight. It's like, mm. and that's why sometimes, like in those stories, like you have evil in this fashion with this fashion, this fashion. They work together to try to overcome the good. But I mean that that major theme, especially in the. Uh, DC universe is that what good always will triumph and good triumphs over evil and eventually somehow Batman outsmarts his enemies or somehow always you'll find this this notion of the triumph of good over evil. Yeah, one of the things, um, this came up a lot with the uh, 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 not Catholic in America, which whenever I say the title of our show is Catholic in America, people are like, Captain America? <laughs> um, so I feel like Catholic <laughs> in America, three separate words, yeah. uh, but Captain America. Mm -hmm. Um, not to be confused with the, the amazing television show Catholic in America, um, mm -hmm. Captain America. That that his his sort of journey, in a sense, is that he's a virtuous person and who's who's weak, who's bullied, who's all these things. And 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 in a sense, but he's still willing to fight for something greater than himself. I think there's something kind of uh, awesome about that, as far as like a, a healthy sense of patriotism, um, not just like a blind patriotism, but but a love. Of, uh, for his country, but also a, a desire, you know, to not, you know, not let bullies, whether it's Hitler or Red Skull, again, you know, right. it's that weird kind of mixing of, of reality with mm -hmm. with uh, with fiction, um, but that that precedes his his superpowers. In a sense, that's more important than his superpowers too. And I think there's something about that because it's like I may not be able to be as as strong as as Captain America, but I can try to be do the right thing and stand up for other people right. and and and. You know, right. throw myself on a grenade, uh, which is you yeah. know, one of the scenes. I think that's a real, it's a powerful scene. It really is uh, w within that movie that that speaks to us. And then, in a sense, you put the superpowers on top of that, and it's like, okay, there's something yeah. now. Now there's uh, uh, there, there's a whole another uh, level of this really good heart that can now now um, be uh, be beating up bad guys and you know yeah. punching out Hitler or Red Skull or whatever. As well, a matter I mean, of fact, too, his 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 worthiness to receive that serum was that he had the right he had the right attitude, the right virtue before he received it. I mean, mm -hmm. that's what the, the doctor was looking for because he had a bunch of candidates that they were going through to see who would take it. And of course, he was the one that you would think wouldn't take it. And the doctor was like, when he was willing to throw his body on the grenade, he was like, this is the guy mm. because he was willing to, because of the virtue he had that they knew, well, he believed he wouldn't um, abuse the power he was being given. Well, I think you also go to, let's say, uh, probably who's probably sometimes called the most boring character in all of Superman. Come Superman. Superman. <laughs> yeah. Boring. Yeah. Boring. <laughs> Who actually, uh, you guys know, Superman is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, but people are like, well, he's so, he's so one-dimensional. Like, he has no weaknesses. Um, but from a, especially Superman was actually created by uh, Jewish authors, like, because it was supposed to be kind of this, this Messiah-type figure of showing that... And this is what people don't sometimes understand about like the Superman character is that Superman is the embodiment of a person with power who chooses not to use it. Mm. Yeah. And so it's that yeah. whole notion of like having strength, having power, and having omnipotent power, having almost near perfect power, and that he so often chooses either to use it for the good to for service of others, but there's also moments where Superman, everyone's trying to force him to use his power, and yet he constantly is telling himself no. So it's not the ability to use power which makes Superman great, and which makes him, but it's actually the ability of Superman to oftentimes to hold to res, uh, restraint. Mm. And that's why like that, that very Jewish notion of God as well, which is kind of found in that. There's actually, if you look at like 
a lot of the Superman movies, he oftentimes will, especially from a Christian perspective, you'll find like, I remember the one with Brandon Ruth, like as he's falling through the sky, he's like, he's falling in a cruciform. Yeah. Right. And there's yeah. the clear allusions yeah. to Christ and clear allusions to um, that from the later, from the Christian elements, uh, which picked up on the, the Jewish notions that were present in the original character. But in that character of Superman, going back to like the Jewish notion is like, what makes God great and what makes the, which will make the Messiah great is this notion of not a person who says yes, but the person who says no. Mm. Yeah. And that actually it's the restraint of power. And it's also why when in the Old Testament, when God says no, but he restrains his hand. Yeah. When God has all the power to discipline, to beat them down, and yet God shows compassion and mercy by, the, by restraint, this is actually where God manifests his true power, which is, again, compassion. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and you, and you see also another one of those themes is, is sacrifice. You see quite a bit in both uh, universes sacrifice. I know the Marvel one a little bit better, but as far as um, the, the way Tony Stark sacrificed himself, um, the way that Thanos sacrificed others, but not mm. himself. Right. And so you have this dual theme of where does sacrifice happen? And when it happens outside of ourselves, everyone really could see how, how selfish Thanos was being, even though it seemed like he had a good reason for it. He still come across as selfish. And whereas Tony Stark saving everyone, even though it made no sense and necessarily. He, and he seemed selfish. And he seemed like selfish. He was, kind of, he's, he was the most, originally he was the most selfish of all the Avengers. Yep. I mean, he Snarky, was the, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so, and, and you see that in almost all the Marvel superheroes is, is this idea of, of self-sacrifice. Uh, there's a great scene in the uh, in that original Spider-Man trilogy where, where uh, with uh, Tobey Maguire basically. That's the one where he was dancing emo? Huh? Yeah, that one where he's dancing. <laughs> dancing is, is a big thing. Of it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Just, just where he, he stops the train in a sense. It really yeah. is. It's a straight up, you know, Christ figure that, yeah. that's being used there. He's, he's cruciform. Right. He's, his body's basically being destroyed for the sake of saving these people that are on the train with him. Um, so yeah, there, there's something about that. Like, there's something inherently uninteresting about the superhero who does the right thing and it costs them nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so in a sense, it, what's the lesson that that we could learn from that is that doing the right thing oftentimes does cost something. Yeah. Um, now, whether we as a society always embrace that, or maybe we can talk about some of the the, the, the trends that we've seen that are dangerous within that, that are maybe teaching an, an opposite lesson. But I think at its best, that we definitely see that consistently. One of the other things that came up too, and I think about this with Batman. Is it's interesting, but a lot of the superhero uh, characters are dealing with trauma. They're dealing, mm -hmm. with, in a sense, like yeah. what do you do with trauma? Do you do you allow it to fester and destroy you? Which you know is kind of always Batman's constant struggle of he experienced, you know, murder of his parents and, and spoilers, sorry, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> he yeah. experienced that loss. And in a sense, he, you know, he. he channels it and towards fighting crime and towards, but it, it's always kind of this thing that he's not quite dealing with that he's kind of, you know, uh, you know, sort of sublimating and going towards something else. But to see what does it mean for someone or Spider-Man lo losing, you know, his Uncle Ben or, 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 or Superman losing his planet or, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Star-Lord losing his mom. Yeah. Star-Lord yeah. Star Star losing his mom, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like how do they deal with that or not deal with it? In a sense, it's, it's kind of like an interesting take on humanity that you just sort of have put these superpowers and crazy cosmic yeah. adventures on top of, um, because no matter how powerful they are, they still have to, and that to me is a great invitation to say, all right, are you, are you looking at those areas of trauma in your own life? Are you processing them through counseling, through prayer, through deeper healing? Um, because if not, it's it's usually going to have adverse effects, and and it might not be you know blowing up planets and stuff, right. um, <laughs> but it but it but it uh, yeah. but it does impact impact your life in, in meaningful ways. Yeah, and, and that it doesn't hold you back. 
I mean, you know, I mean, that's the you know, it's a clear theme you see. I think you were hinting on is, is it doesn't hold these these guys back when they have the these actual superpowers, but they have a reason to use them in a way that they that they shouldn't, or to just keep them to themselves and hoard mm. them instead. Even in their hurt and in their pain and their suffering, they're still giving. They're still being self-giving. And on the bad side of it, and then what we recognize is is that those aren't they 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 turn inward rather than outward. There's also there's there's another interesting uh, element within um, within the superhero movies, especially with some of the Marvel movies, um, is that the very source of their power and their weakness in some of the characters is the very source of their strength. So, mm -hmm. like, take a character like Daredevil, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, Daredevil, who Matthew Murdock, who is the only actually, I think he's one of the only Catholic uh, Catholic uh, superheroes in the, Mar in, the yeah. in the movie, yeah, except for Nightcrawler. Yeah. But Matthew Murdock, who I find really funny because like it, I remember in the TV show which recently came out, like there's the scenes where he's going into confession, confessing his sins before he does the deeds. And, like, right. and the priest <laughs> tells him, Matthew, you can't do this. That's not the way it works. Yeah. You can't <laughs> confess beforehand and then go do it. Yeah. And he's like, well, because he just has that classic Catholic mm -hmm. training. But he's blind, and he got blinded in that accident yeah. um, when he was a child when acid got. I believe acid or something like that got um, toxic waste. Toxic acid. waste. Yeah, it hit his, it's hit his green. face. In comic books, you know that that means that it's something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something really bad, yeah. This club um, but anyways, as he becomes blinded, though, it's his very blindness which becomes the source of his superpower. So mm. his greatest weakness becomes actually his greatest strength. And so mm. actually, that's a, that's a big theme, especially in a lot of the Marvel movies, is like, is your weakness actually a strength, or is your strength what you perceive to be your strength, you're actually your greatest weakness? Yeah. And so this, this interesting thing, which also St. Paul gets into in the New Testament, which yeah. is like, in my weaknesses, I am strong. And therefore, it's also this ability to uh, sublimate our weaknesses, of turning our weakness and allowing a weakness. That's also the same point when people in a lot of those universes, especially in the, the DC stuff, when people live but like are angry in these mm. things, like you find like all the different, like whether it be the Joker, which also, yeah. or you find all the, or you find the Riddler, you find all these things and the different different ones when they become self-absorbed and they allow their their traumas to define them they end up destroying themselves and others versus there's other ones who experience in their traumas these deep things, but they don't allow the trauma so much to define them, but they overcome that. But at the same time, they use those yeah. those weaknesses that they have to actually further help other people or to further like conquer their own fears, which and I think is a really interesting, really interesting way in which the comic books do get something right. And how do we handle our weaknesses? How do we handle the things that we first of first appear to us to be some a curse, but actually these curses in a weird way become a blessing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lots of times too, the, the weakness for, for these superheroes is, is that it is their service, is that they care. Is that I mean you know Thanos is wanting to take out half the population. Well, these are people that they care about. Um, same thing. Superman, with Spider -Man, Superman, Superman. His only weakness is Lois Lane. His Lois Lane. <laughs> That's I mean, it. You're looking yeah. at Kryptonite, but his real his real Kryptonite is his love for it's, his love for humanity. His mm -hmm. love for humanity. His love for her. Same thing with Spider Man. You got Aunt Aunt May, and then you've got MJ, and, and I mean you know you just go through all these characters that that their weakness isn't actually another superpower coming against them and overcoming them, but it's actually themselves and how much they love and care and, and are willing to sacrifice and then the questioning of how far are you willing to go 
right? That they're pushed to the limits. So and I, I do appreciate this as well. Mm-hmm. That there usually is some sort of moral code, whether it's laid mm-hmm. out or not. That in a sense, like they don't go beyond. You know, I mean, right. the classic one that's often disputed is you know, Batman doesn't kill people, and then you like right. you see the clips of him you know blowing people up and stuff like that. And you're like, what about those people? <laughs> you know, but like, or that Superman doesn't kill. In a sense, yeah. you, you know that that like you know there, there's this sort of 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 line that we don't cross. Now, in a sense, what d- distinguishes the hero and these from the anti-heroes, yeah. anti-heroes perfectly fine, pun- <laughs> Punisher's perfectly fine with killing, that's right. kind of what defines him too, but that these heroes are who they are because there's lines that they don't cross. And I think right. that, that's an interesting, and it usually puts them in danger. You know, yes. the, 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 you know their morality in a sense, going back to, the, it, it costs something. Unless, and, you're, unless you're Deadpool. Unless you're Deadpool, <laughs> unless, you're Deadpool yeah. unless you're the Punisher, um, you know, Craven the Hunter. He's not really yeah, a hero, yeah. but you know, I mean, you know, there's there's a, a a sense of that, and I think that that's an interesting thing that we oftentimes um, are missing as a society is is we don't necessarily have more a moral code anymore as a society. So it's kind of like whatever's convenient for me kind of becomes my moral code, right. and so if we're holding those up as as ideals, I think that's a good thing to look right. to. Uh, it's it's not the entirety of morality, but right. but it is at, at well, least but, a good mythology be, to be, to have um, yeah. sort of under the surface there. But it's something you see in in Doctor Strange. I mean, um, in, in all of the Marvel movies, Doctor Strange is calculating. Uh, uh, lots of times, all right, what's the worst? Okay, if that's the worst, then we're going to do the next. And so sometimes it may mean costing someone else's life. He's willing to sacrifice their life to to continue mm. the the good, but. He's taken into consideration right, what would be worse, nine million people or just nine. I mean, you know, the whole the whole situation itself, and so it it does show a certain relativism that that comes and and makes us question what would I do in that situation. Yeah. Hopefully, it makes us question that because um, in, in the situation itself, in, in one of the characters in one of the recent movies with him, uh, the the question was was no no one. It shouldn't be between nine, nine million and nine people. It should be no one. You should always protect life. Mm. I thought that was very interesting. Fascinating. So with that, let's maybe let, let, let's dive into some of the troubling trends or some of the trends that, that we can maybe see that what are the philosophies behind that and, and, and the way that, that they're taking as a society, the way that they're shaping minds and hearts. Again, kids obviously are watching this. Adults are definitely watching this. Um, it, you know, the trend's not going away anytime soon. Marvel Phase 4 and DC, you know, restarting everything again for the, <laughs> for the hundredth time. Um, and and I'm sure time. there's other, you know, comic book stuff that's out there that's, that's waiting to get made. Um, but what are some some of the trends that you're seeing that that it takes it in in, in a direction that's is not life giving, is not setting a good um, uh, uh, morality yeah. or or just uh, just mythology as as, as we discussed well, earlier? I think that probably the biggest problem that I see, and I love superhero movies. I've seen I think I've seen every single one of them, and uh, but the problem that I see in the, at least the recent trend is as people keep pushing boundaries. Like, because it's also what sells, and that's also the probably also one of the difficulties. As as we keep pushing boundaries, we want a new story. We want something which is new and interesting, and which hasn't been done before. And at least, I mean, that was kind of the thing, like in the '80s and the '70s, is that uh, the technology wasn't there. And I think that's one of the reasons why superhero movies are now finally have kind of found their end. And I don't think they're going away because you were not able to really do a superhero movie back movie well in the '70s and '80s because the technology. Um, the graphics were just not were not capable of it. So, but we still people are pushing boundaries, and mm-hmm. they want something which is new. And so, as stories become more complex, which is fine, like stories actually that's that's part of a good part is actually in the comic books themselves. Stories become very nuanced, very complex as 
the various different characters are faced with ethical dilemmas or situational dilemmas and people are pushing boundaries. And that's why like the big thing for like, obviously like in one of the last Superman movies was, or um, the Man of Steel, like he has to push the boundary. Is he going to kill? Is he gonna violate that one rule, which is that he won't kill when he kills, uh, sorry, spoiler alert, but he kills Zod, <laughs> yeah. right? <clears throat> Likewise, the same thing with, with Batman, that's his one thing. So as they, each of them are coming across boundaries, because that's actually a big thing in all the superhero movies, is the boundaries and the line between good and evil. Mm. But as things have become, as now we're about 10, 15 years into the, now the superhero movies, there's now a growing trend, which I see, which is that there is that there are no boundaries. Mm that all boundaries are merely uh, constructs of the individual person who perceives them. Mm. And so this boundary that there no longer is a line between, that there no longer is a line between good and evil, or if that line exists, it's relative to the individual person. Yeah. And so mm. like there, so like there no longer is a clear line of, okay, well, here's the ideal of selflessness versus selfishness. This is uh, killing people versus this is rationalizing. You can legitimize this. And so, Maybe not so much in the, the intents of, I don't know what the intents of always of the persons who are making it, but from the perspective of young people who are watching this, as they're seeing very difficult ethical situations. Like there was a really fascinating social commentary like in the second uh, Captain America movie, which had Robert Redford who played like big business mm -hmm. and big tech our big uh, military, mm -hmm. and so like as you see Captain America being having to confront his own, con his own military con uh, his background and all the things that he had thought he had understood, but now he's confronted with the corruption. Then he says, "What is? How is he going to confront this?" Mm -hmm. So as we've been pushing, punching things is how. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but then the question becomes. Yeah. But it's also buying into like young people who are watching this. Are they believing that there is good and evil, and that there is a line, but or is that the line is merely up to the individual person, and therefore is it is are some of the modern movies. Um, whether it's intentional or not, are they teaching young people relativism? Yeah. That, it, that all, all that social, that good and evil is just a social construct, right? Yeah, and, and that and, you know, following up on that, um, the the sympathy, you know, they they make the the evil characters look sympathetic. I mean, there was at, at some point until Thanos decided to wipe out the whole universe and start all over again. There was at some point where Thanos was almost sympathetic. You could, all, I mean, yeah, I don't want you to kill half the population, but if it means that everyone's going to die, well then, I mean, it, in some ways, you're like, that's not completely unreasonable. Well, even, even more so, like, look, look at like the recent Scarlet Witch series. Yes. Uh, which, again, I'm not going to spoil too much of that if you yeah. haven't seen it, but like the Scarlet Witch, like, she enslaves a whole, a town, whole town of people because yeah. she wants to live in her la-la land, her fantasy world. Yeah. And so, like, but she's painted throughout the movie, which is kind of the intention, she's painted as just this troubled, yeah. heartbroken person. But actually, yeah. as we know, the greatest evils in the world are committed by people, well-intentioned people. That's why we say sure. the old adage, the road to hell is paved in good intentions. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's where, yeah. and that's but, where you see but, the sympathetic yeah, view but there's, of there's them. Not, yeah. there's, not a, there's not a clear line. It, it leaves, nah. especially for young people. If well, morality's not objective, and that's then as long as, as long as your heart was in the right place, or as long, you, right. in a sense, you can justify anything. And, and that's kind mm. of the way they've been they've been coming across, especially with the bad guys. Is is that it, you're right? The lines are not clearly as drawn. I mean, they're 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 kind of faded, if even there at all. And you're kind of left to say, you know, or it, even it, more dangerously, mm -hmm. even more dangerously, it's not necessarily. I don't have a problem. Diff, I don't actually don't have a problem with painting 
characters and giving them a, a complex psychological sure. story. I don't have a problem with that. My problem, though, is that when they're paralleled to a person who stands for order <laughs> mm -hmm. or stands for justice or stands mm -hmm. against whatever they're saying, and then that person is straw-manned. Right. And they are, and that the person who stands for order or justice. So it's not, it's not the bad guy that that's that's who doing the, the villain. It's, it's the good, it's the good guy who's, who's considered good, even though they're doing immoral or bad things because they're doing it for the right purpose, whatever that is. Or, right. or yeah, and that that kind of gets gets. Uh, I, I think one of the things I think as far as like a trend or a direction um, is in a sense, and this is this is goes into storytelling as well. That that where the the hero's journey that we mentioned is is a pretty pretty kind of you know consistent sort of mythological skeleton for a good story you know as far as as you know these you know humble circumstances you encounter wisdom your life has changed usually shaped by some sort of tragedy you have to you have to grow and be broken down and be you know transformed into something new and then you face you know face your face the darkness this whole kind of journey that 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 every good mythology uh, does and every you know re religions usually face you know uh, delve into that too in a sense with maybe some of the pushing the boundaries it's kind of like an anti-hero's journey and this uh, where now our stories and this is a lot of the modern um the, the latest things coming out of Marvel and maybe from DC too, I'm not exactly sure, where it's not about like, I need to change. It's that like, the, everything else, everyone else needs to change. I need to be understood. I need to be understood mm -hmm. rather than I need to change. And I think, and it's, and it's, you know, sometimes it's kind of coupling stories with, um, whether it's it's a desire to you know to to uphold women as 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 women characters or minorities or um, people you know who aren't uh, in positions of power that you know just everyone who's not you know the the man is mm -hmm. is perfect and it never has to change or grow but it just has to be understood or or like you know people have to take the take the lid off so to me that's kind of subjecting the interesting aspect of stories to this message that we're trying to put forward and the message right. of inclusion and the message of of pro lgbtq plus my um, truth uh, even in, yeah. swirled in there as well and and to me yeah. whether you know I would say we can also say like whether promoting lgbtq under the guise of of, of children's stories whether that's morally correct or, or not but it also just makes for uninteresting stories mm -hmm. you know where in a sense we've 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 down well, the need no for a journey because there's no change. There's no the growth. The only change happens in when everyone else understands and accepts them. Right. Versus right. no, there's actually problems that this person has that they therefore they're able to overcome those problems. Yes. Um, going back to what I was saying like before, if uh, in one of the recent movies, The Eternals, mm -hmm. um, which I saw and uh, was really interesting, the way in which they depicted some of the characters yeah. uh, in that movie, where a lot of those same themes of these different brutalized civilizations and the figures, the mythical figures from those uh, civilizations, whether it be Gilgamesh, which the way they painted Gilgamesh, really interesting, is very, very unlike the epic of Gil Gilgamesh, right. where Gilgamesh is a brutal, a brutal barbarian warlord who has no problem uh, subjecting women and all, and as well as like impressing and enslaving people, and that's kind of like story epic of Gilgamesh. But he's painted in this very sympathetic light, and you have like the, I remember it was really fascinating because there was this one scene where the Aztecs are being destroyed by like thousands of Spanish, war, uh, the Spanish were coming through and like burning conquistadors, yeah. conquistadors, even though there was only about 300, I believe it was, conquistadors in the whole thing. But it was just like these very interesting ways in which the past is being reinterpreted. Mm. Right, but it's not being reinterpreted according to the ancient stories. It's being given a new a new light, which I'm fine with that. But then you start having different things like uh, the 
the figure of I'm trying to remember his name. He was the blonde, the blonde character, um, Icarus. Yeah, Icarus. Yeah. Icarus, who was the law and order kind of policeman type figure. But then, if you watch the very end credits, you very clearly saw who who it was because it showed the different statues from civilization showing them. And then all of a sudden, Icarus, who ends up being the villain at the end of the movie, who's this totalitarian order, and I'm going to suppress and destroy these persons. And then you see this Michael, the statue of Saint Michael the Archangel. Oh, ne goodness. Next, to, next to Icarus at the very end of this, yeah. of Michael who subjects. And so it's just these, these very subversive and subliminal messages which are being gone. Is that if you stand, if you don't, if you don't support, and which in the Catholic Church, I mean, we have a word for this, which is syncretism. Yeah. Like it's that all religions are equally valid, all religions are equally all the same, philosophies all are philosophies equally, are equally yeah. valid. All they, truths are equal All truths, things can yeah. work together and that they can they can go in mm -hmm. sync with each other, even though there's there's diametric differences yeah. between a lot of world religions, world philosophies, and they don't they don't sync well together. And that's why when you paint them as being able to sync well, and then anyone who stands against syncretism Which would be Christianity. Which would be Christianity, yeah. yeah, yeah. That we'd, and therefore, it's, it's painted, and these become the uh, unmerciful, unjust, uh, brutal tyrants who subject, <laughs> yeah, who subject, well, subject yeah, minorities. Watching a movie and being like, oh, they're making me the villain here yeah. is, is, is an interesting experience. So not just me, but basically the church, well, you know, Christianity, we, followers of Jesus yeah, to, make, to make that Christians, the we have, we have reasons to be villainized for, right. for various different things that have been done. But, but this is not the actions of individuals or things like that. This is the philosophies which are being villainized. Mm -hmm. Right, Oof. which is very different. And, and which if it's, is very if it's being taught implicitly, that, that to me is, is like, uh, again, whether this is how intentional this is, they're all getting together and be like, let's undermine Christianity <laughs> or yeah. Christian principles or values. Yeah. Let's, let's teach syncretism or, you know, um, uh, you know just kind of uh, uh, universalism, a of, universalism yeah. or a sense yeah. of morality that's just shifting according to, to our, our, what, what our needs are at that time. And lift up because there are are things are things that there's they're lifting up and it really is is LGBTQ um, uh, inclusion and celebration with characters that, that that are being celebrated and included and, and put forward with um, uh, which which recognizes the dignity of those people I have no problem at all right. but kind of like saying so anyone who stands against them you know being married or other stuff too is, is now a villain is now an evil person the same right. thing too with um, whether it's minorities or, or other people that have been oppressed. To in a sense, sort of simplify the complexity of those things, but then kind of lump everyone who stands against, you know, uh, who, who doesn't believe in gay marriage is, is the same person as 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 these races. So, you right. know, as, as racism or as you know, wanting to to destroy civilizations or universes. So it is an interesting push that's being made. I know I know some of the, the comic book stuff has been that's been coming out recently. A lot of the comics, uh, I hate to use the word, but you know, have that woke, um, you know, mm -hmm. sort of, of litmus test where they get poured and also the movies as well. They have to they have to stand up to that that kind of screening that goes right. on right. that ensures anyone who stands against us needs to be painted in the worst possible light, including making right. political enemies, making them Red Skull, which which came up recently <laughs> where Jordan Peterson Oh yeah, Jordan Peterson got was, was basically Red Skull. Red Skull was basically where Red Skull was Jordan Peterson. Oh, um, wow. which is a fascinating. But, uh, that yeah. is interesting. But another another element which is also troubling and problematic, especially from a Catholic perspective, is the uh, influence of also of magic and the occult, and yeah. sometimes outright like outright uh, Satanism. Hmm. And so, like, it's, and it's no longer like some of the things that I've seen that I've seen, especially recently, um, as kind of this magic and. 
um, like going back to like Scarlet Witch, like, well, they're talking about chaos magic which is that the chaos precedes order. And that was even some of the, the conversations that in the TV series. And I was yeah. watching that with obviously with philosophy background and I've studied world religions extensively. I'm just like, oh, I know where this is coming from. And then like the new Doctor Strange movie um, where he's obviously the uh, Doctor Strange, the, the master of the mystical and the occult, occult arts. But like some of the references in the new Doctor Strange movie uh, were right out of the occult. I mean, mm -hmm. that was the whole thing. Like he was fighting evil with evil. That was kind of the whole point of actually one of the, uh, I'm not going to spoil it too much. It just came out yeah. recently. Um, yeah. But he's fighting evil with evil. She's gone too far into evil. She, she did evil things, but he's going to have to defeat evil not by overcoming it with good and by sacrifice, but mm -hmm. he's going to fight evil with evil, right. which is why then like he draws upon occultish powers, even to a certain point where you have a very classic uh, Eastern mysticism occultish uh, symbol which appears on his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of, so, right. and, and so like you have these things which are clear references from a Catholic perspective to the occult, even to a point where like in one one scene in the movie he is uh, encloaked in the damned. Mm -hmm. As he's then yeah. fighting, using the dam to fight things like that, and so that's a, that's a very different way, and that's I mean something which is outright condemned, like especially when you start looking to things like that. And I, I don't think that most people, most kids who get it, they just see a story. But the problem is, is that children who do have wounds, or children who are looking for things, or they just think that this is a story, that can be a very dangerous influence. That then they start getting. Uh, interested in very real things that can lead to very serious uh, consequences, which uh, as Catholics, obviously, we, we believe in demons. We believe that there are certain right. things that you can get, like the, uh, there's a reason why we're not called to do any types of sorcery and why it was banned in the Old Testament. Not because it didn't always work, because sometimes it does work, but you don't realize the what deals with the devil. What you're opening well, yourself, what you're up, to. yourself and, up to. And the degrees of the evil that you're willing to go Correct. to. Okay, and the yeah, normal, she's really bad, he's not quite as bad, yeah, so that's he, okay. Yeah, and therefore he's able to harness evil and use evil to fight it. But it, For good. For good. Yeah, as long as I have the right intention in mind, I can do evil things. Correct. And I think that's that's a pretty common just sort of trope in our society, and it's definitely put forward in a lot of the superhero movies. Obviously, it's, it's just, it's a lot bigger and more flashy, but in a sense, for me to say, well, passing school is a good thing, so if I just cheat, right? you know, I'm doing it for the sake of passing, because I want to get good grades, get into a good college, and support right. people with, with making lots of money. So in a sense, it kind of becomes, what can we excuse, rather than saying there's something uh, true to which I am bound. It's it's greater right. than myself, and that, that that's what that's when we recognize that the the moral life of Christianity is not a straitjacket holding, you know, which is often kind of portrayed as, but it's actually an invitation to greater freedom. Because I, yeah. I live in the freedom of, of not having to constantly create my own morality, but in being um, you know a servant of truth rather than 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 some sort of person who arbitrates it. So within this, okay, so we talked a lot about um, uh, uh, the superhero movies, why they're popular, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, maybe we can just kind of close out here in this, this conversation with you guys sharing your opinion of uh, the one movie that you would recommend if someone's like, I don't know about, about, about um, uh, superhero movies. And then we'll, we'll, let's, let's, get, let's get the vote. Is it DC <laughs> or Marvel? So that three priests on this, this Catholic, Catholic in America panel yeah. can decide once for all whether the DC or Marvel is where it's at. I'm gonna go first, okay? And I'm gonna say uh, one movie to avoid is, um, 
any of the DC movies because they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. No, no, the most, I was going to say, that's yeah. the question. Is, the, are we talking about movies or are we talking so that, about DC Marvel, period? Probably so, the biggest problem with, D, yeah. with DC is that, generally speaking, their movies are not that great. Yeah, yeah so, so I would, I would yeah. say, you know, some, some mm-hmm. of the, the Batman movies are interesting. The Christopher Nolan Batman movies are great. Um, uh, well, you know, actually, a, a good one to watch, though, with, um, I was, it, I'm just going to put this out there, is, is that Spy- Spider-Man No Way Home. I thought it was a really good movie. Again, good, maybe some yeah. of the messages are not exactly on with Catholicism, or, or but as far as self-sacrifice, redeeming pain, um, uh, uh, just all those sorts of things. Being willing not to be seen. I mean, ab- those all, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm going to have to go with Marvel uh, in the Marvel versus DC sort of uh, uh, battle. So we got yeah. one vote for Marvel, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know so, who wants to go next. So, so you're, you're saying movies. Um, the, the movie that I would probably put forward first, and it's going to be uh, sappy by, by today's standards, but in the time, it was one of the greatest, and I still think it's the best Spider-Man movie. Maybe not as good as the last one, but but it, it's, to me, it's, it's a close call. It's the second Spider-Man movie from the Tobey Maguire era. Era and, and just the idea that came across so clear in that movie, which was sacrifice, self-sacrifice. You know, with great power comes great responsibility and the willingness for him to put the good of the other in front of himself, the good of, of the people, the good of Mary Jane, the good of his aunt, um, and, and to be willing to give service when it doesn't seem like you're wanted or you're needed, and even in the criticism, to be willing to do the right thing. So I, I, to me, if you're going to start with any of them, that'd be the first one I'd say nice. to start with. So which means obviously I would vote Marvel. But um, it's funny because <laughs> growing up, I was a DC guy. I mean, I, I didn't like Marvel comics because I thought they were weird. The DC comics, even though they were kind of weird, still made a little bit more sense to me, I guess, in my childish stage. And so my favorite superhero was always Batman. Always. Yeah. Spider-Man was a close second, but Spider-Man was all, I mean, but Batman was always my my go-to. So, you know, I feel like I'm I'm kind of you know, turning on my own child self, but you know, I, I, at least with movies, I have to say it's Marvel for sure. <laughs> I don't think there's any argument that the Marvel movies are better, right? Artistically, <laughs> yeah. well yeah. done as well as the story. I'm still going to go though with DC overall. <laughs> as a, uh, DC, I like DC because DC is big picture. It's it's stories, it's ideals, it's it's clashing of ideas, which I think actually Christopher Nolan did a fantastic job in the Batman series of the clashing of ideals. Yeah and systems of thought, especially where you have these big ideas of uh, kind of Ra's al Ghul versus Batman, but you have that kind of that relativism um, and util- utilitarianism mm. as it confronts as it confronts order. Then you had chaos, absolute chaos, which confronts, um, which also steps in when you get rid of order, organized crime, ordered, cha- ordered evil, then chaotic evil comes into its place. So I think that on the, the concept, Joker and stuff. Yeah, the yeah. Joker in the yeah. second one, then you get rid of the Joker, and then you have, again, ordered, regimented uh, evil, which comes in with Bane. So I think it's, it's interesting that I, the way that I think Christopher Nolan did, and I would highly suggest the, the Chris Nolan movies for, they're a little bit obviously mature, so I would yeah. suggest yeah. them for children, because they, uh, but uh, really good. But I'd say, um, uh, by the way, my superpower, uh, I'm going to take a, 
I'm gonna, I, I am starting to get like some gray streaks in my hair, so I'm gonna take the rogue, rogue superpower from X-Men. All right, yeah, so. Okay. Suck, suck yes. other people's powers. Yeah. So, and then <laughs> with all of them. Yeah. And then you <laughs> take it back from Captain Marvel, so then you get super, you know, you get you go, flight man. and, and strength. I and really you hate her, I mean, <laughs> no one touches you. That's yeah. the thing, like, right. no one can mess with you. <laughs> no, but the, uh, the Marvel movies, though, definitely their, their stories are more relatable, because it's more person-centered and vice that, but I'd still say my, Favorite one is Garden of the Galaxy number one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah, so a lot of good aspects of this, but a lot of stuff to, to be watched, particularly some some of these, you know, some some of the the uh, the currents of philosophies that, that I think are behind these. But but overall, we 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 voted here. It's two votes for Marvel versus one for DC. So uh, so at least on this panel, that that's what's yeah. been decided. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to hear your comments and your responses to that. This will probably be the one that we get the most anger out out of. Yeah. Um, but uh, but Father Tom, Father Doug. Great chat with you guys today. Thank you all so much for joining us today on Catholic in America, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.